Well, this is an easy start. Happy motherfucking Friday. I'm in the Dirty Harris podcast studio. Psych. Just kidding. I'm at my house. Um, doing a little different today. Usually I do the uh, headphone thing, plug it in my phone, right into the podcast. It's real simple. But um, I bought some hardware for um, some live performances. It's called iRig. And it's basically just a, a small little device that you plug your your guitar into. And um, and then the other end has like a, what was they called? A lightning connector for your iPhone. And you plug that right into your iPhone. And, and it really does a good job at canceling out like background noise and stuff like that. So like live performances, you know, you hear people with their cell phones. It always sounds kind of like whooshy and, and all this stuff. But this is pretty clean. Anyway, so I have my... Uh, I have new equipment here that I bought for my live performances, and I have it set up in the house, just dialing in the sound, and um, hoping to make uh, some good videos for my website. Um, you know, I'm just trying to build my business, um, the music business, and um, you know, get some good performances recorded and post them online so I can get some better gigs. Um, I have some stuff that's done already, you know, from people at my shows, most, most of my wife like videotaping me and, but you know, she only does like 15 seconds of a song. Like, you know, I got 10,000 views, um, on a song, uh, a cover, uh, that I did, but she only recorded like fucking 25 seconds of the song. So it got 10,000 views, but no one, everyone was like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so it's not her fault. I mean, she's just posting shit on Instagram and all that stuff. But it would be nice to have some really good, like, extended, you know, and kind of, you know, work through the whole song. And um, But a lot of times I fuck up, too. So some of, some of those songs I don't want, I'll forget the words or I'll play a guitar part wrong. Most people won't notice. Um, but I would notice, and I would notice another artist if he screwed up, too, because you just, you're more sensitive to it. Um, when you perform live, people don't, they don't notice the mistakes. Uh, and actually what I learned is most people don't know the words to any fucking song anyway. There's a couple people who do. Um, I think I was singing one Kyle Childers song. Oh, no, it was a sta Chris Stapleton song, Starting Over, in the second verse. I still don't memorize that. For some reason, there's a second verse. It's the second verse, but it's like the third line of the second verse. And I, I end up singing the same line that's in the, the, thir the third line of the first verse. You know what I mean? So I just kind of repeat that. And I remember my sister kind of like looked at me like, that's the wrong words, motherfucker. And I was like, I know, but don't say nothing. Um, but, you know, that's why I have the iPad here. So I can, um, you know, when I get, you know, you kind of space out sometimes. Um, some people really dive in and focused. I kind of, I, I go through different things when I play, perform live. But sometimes I'm real self-conscious, you know. So I put my sunglasses on and, and people think I'm trying to be cool, which I already am cool. I'm not really worried about that. But I do get really kind of like, weirded out like if certain people if the tables are too close or if I feel like people hate me as soon as I walk in there like they're not like they're coming out for a dinner and then like here's this fucking jerk off gonna play they don't know if I'm any good you know they just assume I suck like most of the people out there that are, that are playing I'm not saying everyone sucks but most of the guys that I see I'm not really impressed um there's a couple guys that are really good uh, Chad Bailey's awesome uh, Jake Dean's great um Blaine Long's really good that was a guy that um he was on American Idol He's got a really good voice. Um, but, you know, every song to me, it's like, you know, it's like, okay. Um, so I like to mix it up, kind of play different stuff, you know, uh, use my voice and try to bounce it through different errors. And, and uh, anyway, so um, I'm, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. Um, 
I got this new equipment, and um, I figured, well, wh- it wouldn't be cool to try to do a podcast uh, in my living room, uh, talking in directly into a microphone instead of a headset while I'm driving around. And uh, I got to tell you, it's kind of cool, um, but it's weird, too, because I'm, like, staring at my fish tank right now, and I can see my fish, like, dude, you going to fucking feed me? I'm like, what? Like, you're over there fucking talking to the microphone, like, in your pajamas. You going to fucking feed me? Uh, no, I'm not going to feed you, motherfucker. I'm busy. All right, y'all just fucking float around that little bowl a little longer. So these fucking fish that I got, I got a little fish bowl. It's literally probably, it's not even a gallon worth of water in there, right? And we switch the water out probably every two weeks. But we've had like four of these fish, and and how we acquired them is kind of a funny story. My son, Sammy, is a uh, JV basketball coach, and um, he's only 20, he'll be 23 in March. Um, super cool kid, uh, great basketball player, just an easy person to be around. Um, he's got a really great, great disposition, and he's funny and um, witty. You know, he's, he's good looking, kind of like me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so stupid. I um, yeah, anyway, so the kids, the kids really, a lot of the kids like him. I'm sure there's kids that think he's a jerk, but that's just the nature of the beast, right? Like some kids feel like they're getting picked on and. And then their parents feel like they're getting picked on. It's just whatever. You can't do nothing about that shit. But anyways, there's a couple kids who are real characters on the team. And, and um, maybe it was over the Christmas break last year. I can't remember because things were weird last year. But um, there was a bag of fish by our front door. And Sammy came in. He's like, what, what the hell is this? And we're like, well, what is that? We don't know what that is. You know. So anyways, now we have these fish in our fish bowl which I thought for sure goldfish, I mean, they don't last. Do they last that long? I mean, I didn't realize they lasted that long. But now I'm kind of attached to them, you know, so I change their water and I feed them every day. I'm the one that feeds them. You know, Sammy doesn't even live here anymore. And, uh, yeah, so there's the story of the fish. But some of the kids from the basketball team dropped the fish off at the house and uh, as a joke. And then they did it twice. We had, At one point we had like six fish. Some, a couple of them died. But you can't put six goldfish in a little half-gallon bowl, you know. I mean, the water turns like brown in two seconds those things are they just all they do is shit and float around like i don't know it's kind of weird every time i see two fish in a fishbowl i always think of that um uh what's that song uh, my guitar here plugged up yeah i'm trying to i got my guitar over here so maybe i'll just Add this to it, see what happens. What's it? You know that song, right? So I'm not going to play it because um, I really don't know it. I mean, it's only two chords. Uh, I know it. I just don't play playing. So, yeah, like two, two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. Um, it's terrifying to think about that. And, and, like, really, are we much different than these fucking goldfish? I mean, yeah, we get to kind of leave the house and get in our cars and go places. But now with all the mandates and the restrictions, they kind of put us, they pulled us back a little bit. You know, they, they closed us in. They, they, they picked up the fence that maybe was never there before and put one down and then said, all right, we're going to back it in on you motherfuckers a little bit. And they put it down. You know, you don't like that? And okay, well, we'll back it up another six feet. 
And then once you got comfortable, like, you know what, motherfuckers, we're going we're gonna to move it in on y'all a little bit more. And then they're like, you don't like that? All right, well, we'll move it back two feet, you know. So it's like they just keep getting squarely moving it in. Now they're censoring motherfuckers and doing all this shit. But, you know, and then here's the fish, you know. Every day they're in that fucking fishbowl. I mean, they're surviving, right? So why can't we survive? I mean, I mean, we're going to. Uh, but it's just, it's just, you know, psychologically, I feel like there's a, a thing going on that's outside of us that is, you know, getting into our, you know, getting into our algorithm of our own brains, right? Like, well, this is the new, the new, uh, the new old, whatever the fuck that stupid saying damn motherfuckers are always saying, uh, this is the uh, new normal. I want to punch some of these millennial motherfuckers right in the face because they're all the ones saying it, you know. Any us old motherfuckers saying it like, uh, what are we, Generation X? By, gener- by the way, Generation X is a bad, a badass fucking time to be uh, uh, alive, right? I mean, I got goosebumps just when I said that. And, and, and mainly just because of the fucking music. I mean, one thing, our parents were, they, they were like, well, where I grew up, we're, we're blue collar, they worked their ass off, you know, you had a curfew, and you better not be fucking late, you know? I mean, for most of us. And then there was other of us who, like, you know, dads were, they, they weren't around at all. You know, I had a stepdad who was pretty militant. So he kind of kept me in check and got, you know, rest of his soul because he was, he was a motherfucker, but he was consistent. And I'm telling you, consistency, even if it's good or bad, at least you know where the line is. Like, that's a good thing. You know, he wasn't like a narcissist type of person. You know what I mean? He was just a motherfucker. Like, this is my fucking house. These are my fucking rules. And you're going to follow them, motherfucker. Like, that's how it worked. And that's... In, in me, and I kind of brought that into my kids, too. They're kind of like that. Though. Coop kind of gets away with it a little bit more because he's the youngest. But, um, you know, and I don't know, you know, if it's good or bad. But, you know, he it also does a lot. Like, he takes care of his shit a little bit more than, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want them to listen to the show and then yell at me. Uh, not that they will. Um, but, yeah, you know, getting back to the fish in the fishbowl, um, yeah, it's crazy, right? We got these fish for over a year now, and, and they're still here. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, <coughs> well, maybe I will play a song for you. Hold on, let me just, let me pause this motherfucker. All right, I'm back up in this motherfucker. So I did a whole wardrobe change and uh, put shoes on and shit. I was in my fucking jammies when I started the show. Because I was just trying to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. But now I'm kind of inspired. So um, I don't know this Pink Floyd song really well, believe it or not. I know it's like a crowd favorite. People love it. I always liked it. I, but uh, uh, it was never a song that I, like, sat around the house and played ever. You know, I, I mean, I played the songs that I covered a lot when I was younger. I mean, I was, I was in the Guns N' Roses a lot. I say that kind of emba- with a little embarrassment. Even though Guns N' Roses was, was fucking phenomenal, but I I, uh, I was deep into that stuff. And I cut my teeth on a little bit. Um, some of the phrasing that I do, like with my melodies and stuff like that, I definitely picked up from from uh, singing Guns N' Roses songs all the time, Pearl Jam, and then, you know, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and all those things. Um, but, you know... Uh, I guess my whole point is I, I just don't I don't do this song a whole bunch, and I know people love it. I did it at a, a friend of mine's um, service uh, when his when his wife passed, and um, so the song has definitely got a different meaning for me now. 
but it's it's a great song and that line about you know the two fish swimming in this in the fishbowl is fucking awesome and it's it's so hmm, i don't know i think it's one of those lines of songs that everyone hears and they go yeah i fucking get that you know so many songs so i'm gonna digress here and, and maybe talk about something else real quick but um i watched um i was you know just like the other millions and millions of Americans who um, are addicted to their phones. I um, I went you, through YouTube and and I always find my way back into the same things that I like. You know, it's I like watching. I still watch Jordan highlights, even though I uh, talk shit about basketball all the time. But but watching Jordan was like a, a happy time in my life. Um, when I was younger and I was running running wild. And then um, of course um, I always fall into like listen to Soundgarden and stuff like that. But there was a critique. This chick was critiquing um, a song that she'd never heard before. And I guess people would submit her. And she probably sounded like she knew what she was talking about as far as music goes and structure of songwriting. And she definitely had an emotional attachment to music, which uh, kept me listening to what she was saying. And uh, she was talking about that song, Black Days. And um, I fucking love that song. When I even when I think about it, it makes me feel emotional because um, and everything she said was so true to. Um, she she just described the song really well, better than I probably ever could. And um, anyway, um, what was my point? I don't, do I have a point? I don't think I have a point. I'm just talking, so just keep listening. Um, it must have been something to do with um, certain songs that uh, you know you just you just love and there's certain lines in those songs and there were so many lines in that Bell and Black Days song that are haunting and true and it represents uh, a darkness and a loneliness and anger and maybe even a little release somewhere in between it and a, you know a uh, comfort with it um, it's just a remarkable song but and, and Cornell was the best anyway so uh, I created a loop already for this um, uh, track because I don't play it a bunch, and usually when I play it live, I don't care if I mess up a little bit. But since it's on a recording, I don't. I, I want it to sound at least like I know what the fuck I'm doing, um, and, and a lot of times I don't. So, um, and I just play it anyway because I don't. I really. I'd like to say I don't give a fuck, but obviously I do because I. I uh, recorded this with a de decent version, so at least I could tolerate listening to it again, maybe. Um, but here it goes. <laughs>
So, so you think you can tell Heaven from hell Blue skies of pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell Did they get you to trade your heroes for ghosts, hot ashes for trees, hot air for a cool breeze, cold comfort for change. And did you exchange a walk on board and a wall for a lead roll in a cage?
Something like that, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, I hope that wasn't too shitty. I didn't play it really good. Uh, I feel like Will Ferrell all of a sudden. Like, yeah, my voice was tired. I was cold. I was sick. I was sick last night. What was that movie, Step Brothers? When, uh, was it Brandon? I can't remember their fucking names. Nighthawk and, God, it was so funny. Um, Will Ferrell's a funny dude. Uh, I remember my parents watched uh, Talladega Nights, and they just didn't get it at all. I mean, they thought it was just crude, and, and it was, and it is crude. Um, but some of it's funny. Um, he's a funny dude. Um, I was watching um, another clip on Instagram yesterday from um, what's the one where he's uh, got the mustache and he's in. He's like a, a broadcast reporter, and Christine Applegate's in it. And then there's another, there's a couple other funny dudes in there. And the guy was like, they were talking about, like they're, they're kind of making fun of COVID shit. It's like, saying the CDC says, you know, 60% of the time, it works all the time. And then Will Ferrell's like, that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, the way he said it, that was pretty funny. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, two lost souls swimming in the fish bowls year after year. Um, another, I mean, I don't know what it is about songs that have that loneliness or darkness or depression in it that just draw me in. I th and, and maybe, uh, you know, I think it draws a lot of people in. You know, and, and a lot of people just don't know how to express themselves. So uh, maybe that's why they are able to do that. But I can't imagine... Um, you know, there's a lot of people who just aren't authentic. Or, I mean, I think we all kind of have a facade a little bit, uh, some more than others. And, you know, some are motivated to um, put that facade on every day so that they can, you know, look like champion, champions in society. Um, and then there's other people, like, uh, who get labeled as crazy fucks, like Kanye. Um, and, and I'm not saying he's not crazy, um, but there's... There's something uh, about that dude that makes me feel like I'm not getting everything he's saying. I know what he says sounds, um, I don't even have the right words, um, it, it, they just sound off the wall. But lately, that motherfucker's making more sense to me than ever, and I, I, that's fucking freaking me out. I'm like, well, one thing that he said was, um, this was years ago, and I kind of chuckled, and I think he kind of planted a seed that made me think, well, he's got some funny things that he says that... I agree with, but he may be just a complete lunatic, and that's fine, because um, look at the world. The world's full of fucking bullshit artists. At least this guy's fucking speaking whatever's true in his heart, you know? And they may be off, but at least it ain't, f at least it ain't a fucking lie, you know? Um, it's, it's something that he believes. Anyway, um, he was like, I'm going to make so much money, ain't no one can fire me. You know, and I, I, I remember I was working like a desk job, you know. My kids are all in school. They're young. You know, my wife, she's got a, you know, job too. And, of course, it doesn't make any fucking money. And, you know, we're just fucking trudging along, you know, going through all the bullshit. And uh, I heard him say that. And I was like, yeah, that motherfucker's right, you know. They know someone to make, you know, he doesn't have to bow down to anybody's bullshit, you know. And, and so, so many of us are. I mean, and we just... We've rationalized it in our heads. We accepted it. And that's a part of life. I mean, really, it is. You either, 
rise to the top or you find your little niche somewhere in the middle. Um, there's another song called Subdivisions by Rush. It's a great song. And it really kind of talks about adolescence and, and being kind of an outcast, you know, but it's a, it's a fucking great song. It kind of goes like that. it up i don't remember how it goes but something like that um uh, great fucking song but you know same kind of thing you know talks about that loneliness the outcast um not fitting in and then trying to and then you know but the song's called subdivisions and in the video it's just basically a bunch of middle class people living in these subdivisions and there's like a sky view of uh the neighborhood and you know it's fucked up, you know, it, it's fucked up to me because I, I just overthink that stuff and I, um, you know, we just, as a society, like, I, I guess it makes sense that we are somewhat organized and stuff, um, but, you know, every, everyone just takes their place um, and you either go, go take your place, you know, like, you know, and if to do that, you got to be a motherfucker like you do. You got to not give a fuck. You got to come off as maybe just a fucking with no empathy, you know, maybe our narcissistic kind of views. And if you don't have those things, then you, you literally will be in the middle or towards the bottom. And if you have a little bit extra, um, you might get to the top a little bit. I mean, if, if you're gifted with brains and stuff like that and you go to school and, then you know, obviously you know, you might be able to land a job that pays more money, but doesn't make you fucking smart. I mean, we know that already. I know a lot of motherfuckers who went to school who are dumb as fuck, who spend most of their day on fucking Twitter bitching about stupid shit, you know? It's like, what the fuck? Really? I'm just thankful that um, I'm just not, I guess, that smart when it comes to books and all that stuff, and, uh, and my, my draw to life is, is through music and, and connecting with people because... Um, that's, I mean, what else is there? Like, really, what the fuck else is there? We're going to fucking get money so I can buy a house and put my stuff in it? George Carlin does a bit about that. I think it's George Carlin. Yeah, that's what he does. He talks about, like, the reason why you don't like going to other people's houses is because it's filled with their stuff, not your stuff. You want to go home to your stuff. And it's just stuff. Like, I look around my house right now, and I just, you know... I don't have a lot of stuff, but the stuff that I do have is just stuff. Like, you know, I got a piano, I got guitars, I got amplifiers. You know, there's like a fucking couch that we've had for 22 years. It's, you know, it's a great couch. But I'm like, dude, we should get rid of it. Put some fucking yoga mats up in this motherfucker and stretch out every fucking day instead of laying around. 
looking at our fucking phones. That's what we do. We put the fucking TV on at night. And usually, like, we can't even watch a fucking TV show because, uh, uh, first of all, we don't watch a lot of TV shows. But when we, when we do watch them, uh, we're, we're looking at our phone at least. If it's a 30-minute show, we're looking at our phone for 15 minutes. I mean, half the fucking show. And it's like, why the fuck are we? And then, like, one of us falls asleep, usually Amy, because she has to get up in the morning. But I don't know. That shit, that shit fucking works my nerves. And it, um, I'm thinking, there's got to be something else. But it's too late almost. Um, in some senses, like because, you know, money makes the world go around the world that we live in, and that's true. So you can't, you can't just like, you know, well, fuck it, I'm not gonna work. I mean, what are you gonna do? You have to fuck. It. You know, if you don't, you just become a dreg, and then you're, you know, you're either panhandling for money or you know doing something like that. I guess I'm doing that at some sort, but my shit's organized. At least I have uh, some legitimate gigs and. I'm not really panhandling. I mean, people do tip me, but um, I, I don't think it's, to me, I mean, you. I guess if you leave your guitar case open and people throw a couple bucks in there, um, and people are really generous, by the way, and I'm super thankful and um, I have so much gratitude because I get to play music and uh, it's something I love to do, but now I love being able to connect with people. I have a couple people who actually come to my gigs now, like on a regular places that I'd, I'd never met. Like I have friends who support me and they've been awesome. They come out to Scottsdale. They go to fucking, they go, I mean, they, they got their little agendas that they're doing as far as what they want to do as a group. They're like, hey, Rick's playing here. Let's go hang out there for a couple of hours. And then, dude, that makes me, it's not even, jo it's joy. It's like not even happy. It's just, it's like pure fucking joy. And if you don't know what joy is, like, you need to like maybe look up the definition of joy because it's not happiness. It's different. It's a different thing. It's a, it's like, um, it's something that lives closer to your soul. Happy's kind of like, ah, I did a gun job, uh, and uh, you know, you're kind of like, oh, good, well, I made it through the day, and I'm happy, you know, that kind of stuff. I guess I don't know, I'm just talking shit. Uh, but um, yeah, think about those, all those people that you drive by every day when you're driving to work, or you're going out to eat, or you're going to your kids' games and stuff like that, and you pull up to a fucking stop sign or a red light, and motherfucker's got a cardboard box, you know, and he's fucking. He's got a dog, he's got a backpack or a fucking, you know, one of those fucking grocery carts full of shit and he's fucking dirty or she's dirty and, and you look at him and you're like, that motherfucker's only like 28 or, or then some of the motherfuckers are like old or like, that dude's 60, like at least, you know, I mean, he looks 60 and you're like, what's his deal? You know, has he got some mental illness? Does, you know, has he been abandoned? Like, where's his family? How come no one's taking care of him? And a lot of times you wonder like, really what happened? And, um, but then you, you know, the light turns green and you just fucking move on, man. You forget about him. Um, and, uh, you know, and rightfully so. I mean, why, why should you give a fuck? I mean, no one gives a fuck about you except you and maybe you, the people that live in your house. And even those people sometimes don't give a fuck, you know, you know, um, not on purpose. They just don't. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good songs out there. Um, but Black Days is one of my favorites. Um, some of the lines in there are just fucking solid. And then uh, maybe I'll play a little bit of that one too. And now I have to make an excuse right now because it is early in the morning and my voice isn't warmed up. I don't sing that good anyway, but uh, I, I sing better later in the evening. At least I think I do. Um, but whatever. Who fucking cares, right? Like, 
you know, you know, you ever like listen to someone? I say this because I, I my whole family sings, and, and even when I was a kid, my brothers would sing. My brothers were all really talented. My sister sings. My sister sang me a song one time. It was a, oh my God, it was so heart wrenching. She sang it to me like face to face. We were walking on the boardwalk in California. Um, it was a Lady Gaga song, or at least she sang it. I can't remember the name of it right now. It was Always Remember You or something like that or something. It was so beautiful, my sister. And I was like, God, it was so good. But, um, and she could sing a little bit. She's singing in tune, tune. It was super sweet because I could tell she was like, my sister's shy a little bit, but not really. But when it comes to that, maybe. Anyway, but my son uh, will sing like fucking all these grunge songs when he's taking a shower. And I miss that because he moved out. And I don't get to hear him singing anymore. And those are the things that um, you miss the most when, when people, when your kids move out. It's like those silly little things that they do. I mean, he would get into these songs and he sang a little flat. Like his, his attitude was amazing. But so what's my point? My point is like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's because hearing someone sing, um, you know, you go out to live performances and they give it, they give it, and if they can sing great, it's even more magical. But if they're getting into it, it's fucking, it's just cool. Anyway, I don't even want to do this fucking song now because I feel like I'm being stupid. So maybe I'll do something else. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just do a guitar solo. How's that? Because I like doing guitar solos. This is the this is what I do usually when I warm up. When I'm doing the sound check, I do this. Um, I play two chords, B to G. Then I create a loop. See, now the loop's going. I'm not doing anything. And then I try to put like a little drum pattern in the back. And then I bought a little bass emulator really cool actually so I can add like a three-piece band you know so here comes the bass lead and try to just dial in my sound. Turn it off and then let's keep playing. 
And then on my sound check, you know, so from that I can create that loop and then I can get out and listen and make sure it's not too loud or whatever. And then obviously the vocal stuff, um, I like my vocals loud anyway because I can back off the mic and uh, I don't have to try to sing over top of the guitar. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, that's it. I think I'm going to hang it up for today. I feel like I could talk all day on the show, but at least I got some ideas for maybe some upcoming podcasts. On Monday, I'm heading over to, to uh, Chad Wilson Bailey's uh, studio, and uh, I'm going to hang out with him and do a podcast, and uh, I'm going to have him perform uh, one of his new songs. Chad is a, uh, a local uh, singer-songwriter who um, has been doing music his entire life. He's been, in, he's been all over the place, but so we'll get to talk to him a little bit more. I did an interview with him. Uh, you can listen to our old interview if you're interested. Um, it's probably a year ago. Um, and he's super talented, one of the sweetest guys I know, and, and he's the guy that got me going, kind of said, hey man, you can you can play music, you know, out um, and make a living off this. So he, he believed that it was possible, he did it himself, and then he, you know, he just held the door open for me, so I appreciate that. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm out of here, uh, Dirty Harris out, and I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. <laughs>